Hey everyone, how are you doing? So I saw on the Canada Post website that online buying is going to go through the roof this year. Um, and given we are getting close to that time of year, the holiday season, Christmas, if you're trying to figure out what to buy for a loved one and you still want to socially distance, check out lanyoshhandmade.com. Lanyosh is Hungarian. It's, um, it's in tribute to um, my mother, or I should say our mother, because lanyoshhandmade.com is owned and operated by my sister Linda. So now I'm going to spell Lanyosh for you. That's L as in Linda, A, N as in Norman, Y as in Yo-Yo, O, S as in Sam, handmade.com. And as I said, Linda is the owner. She can be found on all the socials, including on YouTube where she has uh, sewing videos on how to make bags. She has an online shop where you can purchase her various Lanyosh handmade bags, purses, and makeup bags, and masks. Now, each mask she's made, all the proceeds, and I mean all the proceeds, have been donated to the ALS Society in British Columbia. So, please, support local, support quality, lanyoshhandmade.com. Hello there, my fellow sophisticated creatives. Welcome to JCV Art Studio from the dressing room. Ozzy, his royal fuzziness, is in the studio with me. So warning, there may be some unexpected barking. This is episode six. My name is Joanna and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Today's guest comes from across the pond, the United Kingdom, and that is Brian Richmond of Blue Devil Books. I believe Brian is on the line now, so I'm going to press a button and link him in. Now, the volume from here on in for the rest of this podcast may get a little louder, just letting you know. Okay, let me link in Brian. Welcome, Brian. Hello, and thank you, Joanna. I'm so glad this works. 
technology can be fascinating at times. It uh, can be and can be very unreliable as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Brian, you started Blue Devil Books. And I want to know, what was the impetus to start Blue Devil Books? Was it an idea that was hashed out or punted around while enjoying a pint? Um, a lot of my ideas do uh, occur that way, yes, but uh, this one didn't. Um, as you know, Winona Kent is a very good friend of mine, and I had followed her various problems very closely, uh, the ex problems she'd experienced with publishers, and so until she decided that she was going to self-publish. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea to support her in some way, so I quickly created the Blue Devil Books website. And from then on, she she used that name as her publisher. And I also added her to the website, and uh, the rest is history. That's excellent, excellent. So how long have you known Winona? Oh, good God, uh, five, six years, I think. Um, we first started uh, just a meeting on Twitter and uh, a friendship really developed from then. And now uh, we chat to each other uh, probably several times a day and uh, um, I'm interested in what she does and she's interested in what I do. Excellent, excellent. So have you two ever met in person? We did very briefly, yes, um, so about three, four years ago, four years ago, I think it was, I uh, came over to Canada with the um, the reason being that I was going to do the cruise up the up the coast and uh, enjoy the the scenery that you get there. Um, yeah. and I came to came to Vancouver and I had a couple of hours to spare there and I met up with Winona and we had a quick cup of coffee and a chat. That's excellent. Jeez. So uh, quickly, I'm curious, how was the cruise? Oh, I loved it. I really did. Yeah, I would love to do it again, actually. I think that, uh, that part of the country and uh, the scenery that you get is nothing that we get over here. So, uh, yes, I really enjoyed it. And also it was my first cruise as well. So I really enjoyed the, um, the luxury. So that would have been the Alaska cruise? That's the Alaska cruise, yes. Perfect. Okay. So I'm curious, Brian, do you write as well? Um, I don't, no. Um, I, I did had a brief spell at writing when I was, uh, when I was a teenager. Um, I, I was very interested in science fiction at the time, and I wrote okay. a couple of articles for magazines. And they were both published, much to my delight. Um, but I cannot remember much about them now, to be quite honest. Except the the title of one was called Footsteps in the Sound. And that, oh. that was a time travel story. Oh. What I want to know, and so our listeners know, I've had a few of my listeners just contact me and saying they were so looking forward to this chat we were having. Um, what is the aim or goal of Blue Devil Books? 
Right, the aim, I suppose, is what came to me very shortly after I put together the website. Um, I'm a, an enthusiastic reader of reader of crime novels, and I believe that the lesser-known writers have been ignored by the established agents and publishers. I think it's as simple as that. And my aim is to provide a new approach by showcasing the best of the lesser-known crime writers. Any experienced but as yet unknown crime writer may request to be included on the Blue Devil website, and they will be very welcome. Yay, I'm clapping. So, and I've woken up my dog. That's not good. <laughs> so, oh, poor Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are the requirements? for an author to be featured on Blue Devil Books. Um, now, is this a UK exclusive author or for example, someone like myself, could I submit my novel to be considered to be on the Blue Devil website? Yes, of course you could, yes. The only criteria wow. that you would have to have is the book yeah. must be newly written or if it's already okay. been published, it must have been published within the last 12 months. Okay. And in return, okay. I will give you any assistance you need in guiding you through the self-published process. I could produce a, 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 a book cover, a, a quality book cover as well, if you require one. And will also yeah. be added to the Blue Devil bookshop, books, uh, Blue Devil website. Okay. Okay, so you've you've kind of answered my next question um, as to what the process is for review. Um, you, any any anything you want to add to that from your previous answer? Yeah, if if we were going to consider a writer, well, both Winona and myself decided that we really need to uh, be able to uh, have a look at the work that they've produced. And so what we would do is request the first three chapters of the book and then we would read it and we have uh, a few other readers who would also read it and give us uh, their opinion. And we would then decide whether we consider that book uh, to be uh, an asset to our website. And I think, to be quite honest, it's not very often we would actually turn anybody down. Yeah, that's great. That's great. All these criteria, by the way, are actually on the website and uh, they can be downloaded as a PDF and uh, be studied at leisure. That's perfect. That's what I find sometimes is I'll find something late at night and if I can download it as a PDF because it's like, okay, I, I can't stay up any longer to read this. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 downloading. I download for another another time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's very often, isn't it? So easy just to pick up a piece of paper when you feel like it, and read it rather than have to uh, turn on a computer and wait for the screen to wake up, etc. Right. And how do you publicize that novel? Right. How do we publicise? Well, firstly, the writer becomes one of the featured writers and will be displayed on the Blue Devil Books website. 
Um, we will give all information about the writer, their history, their experience, uh, their any previous books they've published. We will also give links to where those books can be uh, purchased, and generally try to get that uh, that writer well known. Uh, it's all the problem is that if you self-publish and just sit back and wait for something to happen, you can guarantee it won't happen. Uh, you've got to make a little bit of effort and push yourself and your title so that you become known. So what we do is we make efforts to ensure the book and the writer will be submitted to as many places as possible, including the usual social media sites such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And uh, we also have a few other places up our sleeve as well, which um, I will keep quiet at the moment. <laughs> But uh, the website is also submitted very regularly to search engines such as Google, so that writer becomes known if they are Googled. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I look at it as, you know, maybe it's because I used to be a fitness instructor, but you get that book, you work it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> That's my attitude. <laughs> you work it, you sell it, you promote it. Because it, because to me it comes down to you believe in it, so exactly. yeah, yeah, get it out there. I'm, if you don't believe in your you know, own, your I, own I, title, then why are you bothering? Yeah, and uh, my critique partner, gosh, she and I have critiqued each other's writing. I'd say for twenty years yeah. now, and then we have there's there's quite the trust and. Uh, yeah, Carol Ann, she always says to me, she, she says, you, you got to get it out there because publishers aren't going to come pounding down your door saying, give me that story, <laughs> right? So, I always do the same for Winona. She, um, soon as she has a book and has a, a proof copy, I get sent to me and I have to sit down and read it and criticize it and make comments. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's it, I find critique it's amazing because, you know, I've had questions asked of me of my work and I'll look at, you know, I'll look at Carol Ann. I'll be like, Ugh. <laughs> I have an answer for that. I just can't think of it right now. Or just some of the very simple, basic things I may overlook, which she picks out. And, you know, I, I, I sit back and I think, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I catch that? And it's it's just because I, as the writer and like any other writer, you're just so involved with this story. You, you miss those little you miss those little things, which are very important. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think uh, Winona gets in that situation as well. And she sends something over to me to read. And I say, uh, well, what's this here for, you know? Why have you included this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've you've touched upon the goals with Blue Devil Books. I was wondering, where do you see it five years from now? Five years from now? Um, I think I would still like to see Blue Devil Books uh, in its in using a very similar format to what we're devising at the moment. 
but I think I would like Blue Devil books to be well known and perhaps well respected. And also I'd like a, a number yeah. of uh, featured writers on the website as well and who have uh, have been recognised for the talents they have. Excellent. Excellent. That, that's so good to hear. So would you classify yourself as an indie book promoter or a distributor or a little bit of both? I think I would just call myself a promoter. Um, I did have a look, I must admit, right back at the beginning at the uh, at processes like print-on-demand and distribution, but uh, then decided I not to pursue that route and really just to maintain my role as a promoter and uh, do that to the best of my ability. Excellent. That's excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I've been on the Blue Devil Books website many times. And for our listeners, the website is exactly how it sounds, bluedevilbooks.com. Okay. Um, so like I said, I've been on your website uh, quite a bit. And what impressed me was on October 31st, I heard about the Sisters in Crime Canada West Anthology. I went on the Blue Devil Books website and boom, it was already on there. You already had a link to that anthology where it could be purchased on Amazon. And that was on, you were ahead of me on October 30th. You were like, boom, here it is. And I just thought, <laughs> wow. So way to go, way to go, way to go. And I also noticed um, when Winona and I had our podcast, you had the link on your website. And that really, really meant a lot to me too. Um, Cause I'm, I'm starting this new process, this new platform. And um, it's been so enjoyable and the support I've been receiving, you know, it's the little things like I said, when I went on your website and I saw the link there to our podcast and I thought, Oh yes. Very pleased. You know, I obviously I get a lot of information via Winona and uh, I also always follow it up and see if there's anything that is uh, that is pertinent and uh, can go on the website to make it more interesting. And those things uh, yeah. did exactly that. Your podcast was, uh, I must admit, I've listened to it two or three times and I found it very uh, interesting, very entertaining and uh, very professional. Thank you. Thank you. I'm actually looking into uh, some different software to help um, with the sound quality. It, it sounds fine to me, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So uh, I, 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 you know, if, if I'm going to be doing this, I want to do this to the best of my ability. And uh, because I'm very passionate about our authors and artists and creative types. And I just, if authors and artists are, have a trust in me and sharing their stories, I want to represent them as best as I can. Right. I'm sure. So, so it well, sounds like you might, seem very determined. Yeah. 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 So I would say, Brian, 
you would you say that both of I'd say both of us are passionate about promoting indie authors. Yes, would I certainly so? would. Yes, um, I know I am. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, it's they've had a very raw deal over the years, and uh, it's a shame that uh, publishers, um, established publishers, have such a, a stranglehold on the on the industry. Um, I know self-publish actually helped a lot, um, but then you self-publish a book and you're then by yourself, as we've already discussed. It's up to you what PR you do and uh, how you get it published and get yourself known. Right. That's it. And you have to think of different ways. You know, just it's it's not – I don't think there's a a, 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 a template – to how to promote, especially with COVID. I mean, <laughs> this year, you know, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so on the on the Blue Devil website, author Winona Kent is featured. She was the first author I interviewed for my podcast. And um, I, I just have to say this, I believe an individual can accomplish great things and it and all it takes is for one person to believe in them and uh, in my interview with Winona she mentioned that you did the book design and I do like seeing the electric guitar on her series on the Jason Davies series I have a little bit of experience with book design I don't I enjoy it but it's not as easy as I originally thought. Um, And I was wondering if there is a particular program you used um, in designing Winona's covers. Right. Um, I think I've always been uh, artistic in a small way. And uh, it was Winona who persuaded me to try cover design. Uh, The first cover I I produced for her was for perhaps an angel and then followed by the three Jason Davey books. Now, I always begin my designs, actually, by sketching my thoughts on paper. Um, Yes, and I find, again, that if you've got a scrap of paper and you suddenly have a a thought, then why not grab a pencil and write it down or sketch it or illustrate it so that you can come back to it? When I do that, I just, once I've got a design... I create the images I need um, by getting them off the internet or producing them myself and then glue them together using uh, But I use a software program called paint.net. It's very much like um, a simple version of Photoshop, but it has all I need uh, without the uh, some of the more complex things that uh, Photoshop offer. Um, I just think I over a period of time I diverged developed a flair and i really uh, for designing and creating websites i suppose uh blue devil books is my 12th website um so i up ideas over the years and uh but now i find uh producing a book cover very challenging but very rewarding when you get uh, a good result absolutely Absolutely. I've just written down paint.net. I'm going to check them out. Please do. It, um, I did the... Yes, please do. Sorry? It's, um, 
it's an open source program, so you won't be charged for it. And it's regularly updated. And I've been using it now for, I don't know, must be about five or six years. And I've never had any problem with it. And it always produces what I need. Okay. Um, what I'd used for the, I did the book design for the unraveling. And I have this program called InDesign, which uh, it's pretty cool. It's there, I remember one day I, I ended up just getting uh, distracted by, you know, setting up where I wanted the chapter titles and the layout. Um, another thing I use is there's a photo um, website called Unsplash. And that's where you can you can get. Oops! Someone had. Oh, hold on. Oh, geez. One moment. So we're back. Ozzy's doing all right. It seems like somebody is delivering something and my little miniature schnauzer here is totally on guard. But I think he has settled down and we will continue our chat with Brian Richmond of Blue Devil Books. And he's coming to us from the United Kingdom, the UK. So Brian, with Blue Devil Books, I take, have you thought about including book design or uh, offering a package to writers to do yes, the book I certainly design? Have, yes, if you, um, you know, I mentioned earlier about being able to download the criteria uh, to be accepted to, to appear on the Blue Devil Books website. And that's one thing that I'm quite happy to offer. If they need a book cover, then I'll quite happily produce one for them. Perfect. Perfect. So you, I, th I think you've already touched upon this. Um, I'm just, I was wondering, have you, what the attitude or atmosphere was like in the UK with respect to indie authors, but I, I think you've already touched upon that. Um, are you seeing a lot of indie authors in the UK? I've, I have really noticed uh, the increase in numbers over probably the last two or three years. I think the introduction of uh, self-publish on Amazon made a huge difference. And uh, now if you actually have a look to see how easy it is to self-publish a book, it's been uh, a, a huge encouragement to a lot of people who wanted to, a lot of writers who wanted to produce a book but uh, didn't know how to. Um, some people are still a little bit uh, confused by the information they give, but uh, you know that's why uh, why I think myself and Winona are here because we've been through the process a few times, and if they need any assistance or any suggestions, then we're here to help. Perfect. Would UK readers be open to reading a novel? situated in Canada by a Canadian author. Yes, I believe they would. If it's if it's a, a quality book, it's well written and it's entertaining 
Um, yes, I'm sure they would. As you say, you know, Winona is a prime example, although, of course, she does actually base all her stories uh, or majority of her stories in the UK anyway. Uh, because she was born here, born here, and uh, you know has lived part of her life here. And uh, one of the places I know that she loves is London, and especially the London Underground. And uh, uh, like there's one book that she produced recently called "In Loving Memory," which was all about the uh, the disaster at Balham Underground Station during World War Two. But that comes from her love for lo of London and uh, what she has learned. Now, is that with now? Cor please correct me if I have this totally wrong. But wasn't doesn't that have to do with that's, the bombing? That's quite right. Yes, it was the one. You know, as you probably know, the underground stations were used as a as a bomb shelter during the uh, during the World War Two. And it was the Ballam Station was the only uh, underground station that was actually hit by a, a German bomb, uh, which actually ruptured a, a, a water main above the station, which then sort of flooded through into the uh, into the underground station, and a lot of people were were covered and drowned with the mud that uh, that followed. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I know the third novel of my series, it's going to take place in the UK. Uh, there's, there, I, yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And now that I have a couple of connections <laughs> in the UK, right? Um, because for me, my influences when when reading uh, first i used to hate reading um and uh i am forever thankful that my older sister linda she got me hooked on the bobsy twins and that just that totally turned my attitude around about reading uh so my influences were agatha christie dick francis Minette Walters. So it's, I know I shouldn't be looking for acceptance, but given those authors were my influences, whom I try to strive, you know, they were my, I don't want to say goalposts, but that's why, yeah, I've always, I've always been interested in, in trying to, I'm, I'm going to say it, be accepted by, you know, a few UK readers, you know, just because just because who influenced me the most with my writing, okay? Well, I think so, you probably have been reading the same authors that I did when I was younger. Agatha <laughs> Christie, especially Dick okay. Francis. I love Dick Francis' stories. So my background, um, I worked for the Ministry of Attorney General. I still do for, yeah, I still do. Um, so with being in the legal field, I, the scales of justice, I, I, you know, I have an image of the scales of justice. It's in, they, the scales are basically ingrained in my psyche um, and thinking of an old fashioned scale with indie published authors on one side and traditional published authors on the other, on the other side, 
do you think the scale is balanced or leaning more to one side than the other? Well, it's very definitely still weighted in favour of uh, the traditional publisher. Um, But I think that the balance is probably shifting in the other direction very slowly. But I've got a feeling that over the next few years, uh, that balance will dramatically move over to the in favor of the indie publisher um they've got if they get it right they they will actually reap rewards and i think that's what my aim has become to make sure that they do do things right they become well known become famous and their talent is displayed and it becomes well known throughout well their own country, the UK, and anywhere they're interested in publishing. But uh, perhaps I should say, uh, contact me in five years' time and we'll ask me the same question. Oh, I will. (laughs) Yay, another hand clap. (laughs) My dog's looking at me like, there she goes again. (laughs) Okay. So winding down on a lighter note, Brian, what are you reading now? What am I reading? Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Um... I've actually going through a, a history of World War II phase at the moment. I I, I was in the wow. in the Royal Air Force for twenty six years, and I've still got a yes, and I've still got an interest in uh, in that sort of thing, uh, especially World War II. And so the book I've just finished reading is an excellent history of the Spitfire, the the fighter, by John Nicholl. I finished that uh, a few days ago, and I've now started reading a book called The Secrets of Station X by Michael Smith. It details the history of Bletchley Park as the centre of uh, code-breaking during World War II. And... uh, of course, I've read all Winona's books, um, some more than once. Um, my favourite is still one of her early books called Coldplay. And, in fact, that was the book where Jason Davey first made his appearance. And I think it was right. one day when she was trying to think of a subject for a, for a crime novel, we came up with the idea of why not uh, revive Jason Davey and make him the hero. And so that's how right. how it um, really, I suppose, the, cra- the crime books that uh, Winona is writing at the moment came about. Um, the next book I intend to read after the book I'm reading at the moment is is a book called The Unraveling. Oh, my dog. My dog is like, geez, Louise, lady. Aw, thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. I was going to say when you were talking about um talking when you were talking with Winona about Coldplay. Yes. That conversation. Those those are the best conversations. Uh it was I th- on my last uh day off from work. I had a Skype critique session with um my critique partner carol ann and we were going over my chapter and uh she just she was saying it it all started with um okay your your heroine jade you know this is in the the sequel she goes 
how about there be footprints in the mud because they're they're going towards this shack where there's actually uh, yeah I, I can say it in the shack there is a 1968 Lamborghini oh, wow. Miura, and I've, yeah, yeah, and I went to a car show in Victoria, and a man actually had this, oh my God, um, vibrant green 1968 Lamborghini Miura, great condition. You can imagine it well, was poured into all. Now, okay. <laughs> that's the car you're um, talking about. Yeah, and um, so just it it went. Um, those those muddy the footprints in the mud got us talking about okay well, whose footprints could they be and we just started back and forth and we came up it, it, it was oh it was one of those conversations where she said something because I don't want to give this away she said something I went oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah. those are the yeah, best I think Winoda and I have those sort of uh, conversations I suddenly say boy have you ever thought of this and there's a pause, and then it, yeah. you know it comes up with W O W. Yeah. So Brian, do you have any questions do for I me? Have questions for you? Yes. Um, two questions. Have you always lived in Canada? Okay. And really, what urged you to write your first book? Okay. Yes, I have always lived in Canada. Uh, I'm. We have a term here. Your island is much bigger than our island. <laughs> um, so I'm, I live on, I've lived on Vancouver Island pretty much all my life, except for four months. Um, so we have a term here called island girl. So I am, you know, all, yeah, right. I'm, I'm an island girl. Uh, when I was in grade three or four, we moved to Ontario for four months uh four months being because my mom was very used to the coast and uh i remember we were in ontario in the beginning of march the end of june we returned back to the island and um the thing i loved the thing i did like about ontario a they have niagara falls and i got the sense of really being in a big city because we were, there were two things that happened. We were in the car driving to Toronto and I kept saying, can you slow down? And mom's, my mom said, no, you have to go this speed, right? And uh, I will never forget sitting in the back seat, looking out the window when we were in Toronto and I could not see the tops of the buildings, the skyscrapers. And just as a child thinking, we're in a big city now, right? Um, oh, I forgot. Oh, and what? And what? The second question was, what made me want to yeah, write the unraveling? You to write your very first book. I always I wrote as a as a child. I have. Um, I've always, which is really crazy, given I hated to read. But once I found that, once my sister got me onto the Bobsy Twins, it was like a totally different game. And I enjoyed reading and I read, I remember getting the books, the James Harriet novels. I loved those. And uh, I enjoyed the story. I enjoy stories so much. And I thought I want to write my own. So I remember sitting 
oh my God, I remember one Christmas sitting, um, typing on a manual typewriter. I must have been about 14. And that was when I started writing my first mystery. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson then because I remember it was, I had it set up. I was typing on my mom's manual typewriter. I had a box of turtles <laughs> chocolates beside me. I was typing, eating turtles, eating turtles, finished off the top layer of turtles chocolates. About 30 minutes later, didn't feel that great, went and lay down and that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but I've always, but I've always loved stories and with the unraveling at that time, so we're going back to, oh God, 1999, 1998. I was getting tired of reading novels, which featured the American justice system. And I wanted to write, I thought, please, come on, somebody write about the Canadian justice system. And I worked in the prosecutor's office. So I thought, okay, you, you know what it's like. You, you are around police officers and lawyers who are prosecutors. Yes. You can ask them, you know, if, if this happened, yeah, what would be the repercussions? So that's kind of why I got into it. And I tell you, it's, it's good being back writing. I'm glad I got back into it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It yes, really I get a lot of pleasure fun. working with Winona. And, uh, you know, I love uh, her creative, creativity and how she puts together a story. And sometimes I have a little bit of an influence or I suggest something and uh, she takes it on board. And at the end, I feel think, oh, I've achieved something. I've actually helped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Brian, this has been a lot of fun. And I I should let you go because, like I say, it's now probably quarter to ten close to in the UK. I wanted to thank you for your commitment to promoting indie authors. And um, please, all the indie authors out there, bluedevilbooks.com, uh, bluedevilbooks.com. Please check it out. Um, and Brian, thank you so much for coming You're on. You're very podcast. welcome, Joanna. And um, I must admit, it's been a lot of fun and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, well, you know where to find me now if you ever need me again. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, Brian, I will let you go. Thank you very much. Have a good and night. I will go and have that beer now. Bye-bye.